Welcome back, everybody, to the Unfair Advantage Show. Jim Harris, your host, once again, as we walk through and help equip you to learn how to unleash the full power of Holy Spirit in your business. Everything, as you know, is based upon the book, Our Unfair Advantage. And today we're going to look at three more ways, three more ways that we can be easily misled. As you know, as we've begun the show, this is show number five. Show number five, we're just getting started. And the very first thing in the book, the Lord said, I want you to make sure that you put these first in the book because these are the way my people can easily be misled in doing business for my glory through the power of Holy Spirit. We're looking at nine different ways that we can be misled. We could have added a lot more, but the Lord told me to put these nine in the book, and here's why. These are the ways that I have been misled myself. As you saw a couple of shows ago, we had an entire show on what it means to be too head-led in business. The last show, show number four, is the second way, and that is money-led and how Jesus wants us to pursue righteous wealth and some other revelations. Today, we're going to cover three. We're going to cover number three, number four, number five on the list of nine of ways we can be so easily misled. Number three is innovation-led innovation-led. I have a revelation for each of these three, and the revelation that I want to share with you on innovation-led as it comes to, to stopping your fullness of being led by Holy Spirit and allowing Jesus to do everything He wants to do through you in the marketplace, I'm going to open up with the revelation and then tell you why the Lord asked me to share this with you. Being too innovation-led can radically dilute your unfair advantage in business. Let me say that again. Being too innovation-led can dilute, can water down your potential impact in business. Shouldn't we go after innovation? Should, isn't innovation important? Innovation is important. I mean, right here, you're looking at an example of innovation right here. This is an iPhone. Many of you probably have an iPhone. And each time a new level, a new iPhone comes out, that is a degree of innovation. Now, why is that innovation? Innovation is defined as improving something that already exists. That's innovation. You're taking a cell phone and improving it. You're taking a process and improving it. You're taking how a coffee cup is made or distributed and improving it. That's innovation. If you're too innovation-led, something that already exists, you're missing a critical importance of being led by Holy Spirit because the opposite of innovation is creativity. Creativity, of course, is defined as bringing something into existence. That is, produce something that did not exist before. Genesis 1.1. Genesis 1.1. The very first sentence, the opening of the Holy Word of God is, in the beginning, God innovated. Uh, no, <laughs> he didn't innovate in the beginning. In the beginning, God created out of nothing. Here's my exhortation to you, a simple exhortation in being too innovation-led. Should you always look to improve? Of course you should. You'd want to improve your business. And there are many different ways you can innovate and do something a little bit better, a little more efficient, you know, a little bit more effectively. But don't be so innovation-led that you set off to the side and not allow 
the same creative spirit that created the universe that lives inside you to create something in your marketplace that's never been done before, that can shake the tops of the business mountains. You have that same supernatural capacity within you. So my caution to you, my revelation to you is don't be too innovation-led. Yes, you want to improve. You must leave room to be creativity-led because that is where the significant jumps and that's where the significant impacts in business actually live. Remember that a revelation is part of creativity because revelation simply means that something is being revealed by God to you. When God reveals to you a revelation, that could be something creatively to do in your business or in your industry that's never been done before. Just don't follow everybody else and try to improve upon it. Step back and say, Holy Spirit, is there something new you want to do in me? All things have got passed away. All things have become new. Is there something new, something creative, something that's never been done before that you're asking me to do for your glory in this marketplace space. That is my exhortation to you today in this first of three that we're looking at of being too innovation-led. Step back and instead be more creativity-led. And in future shows, we'll perhaps we'll take some time and exactly do that and show you what supernatural creativity looks like, of what it means to go boldly into the throne room for boardroom revelation. And that could be something very very creative. So, I caution you, don't be too innovation-led in what you do. That's the third of the nine ways. The fourth of the nine ways that I wanted to mention to you that I have been misled and is in our Unfair Advantage book, number four is opportunity-led, of being too opportunity-led. On page six, we talk about some examples of what opportunity-led looks like. Hey, that's an open door. It's got to be from God. This is such a good deal. It came out of nowhere. It's got, God has just laid this in my lap. Well, maybe, and maybe not. The enemy of this world, because he has ears to hear with his minions all over the place, he knows what pushes your buttons. He knows in business what excites you. He knows what you're led by, if it's not Holy Spirit. And he can come as an angel of light, just a precaution, just a precaution. He can come as an angel of light and offer to you an opportunity that you think is from the Lord that really maybe is not from the Lord. Have you ever done a deal? Have you ever hired an employee? Have you ever bought a car that was such a good deal, that's such an opportunity, and it turned out to be Nothing but trouble. That's what I'm talking about here. That's what I'm talking about here. Don't let opportunity alone lead you. Here's my revelation for you an opportunity. Remember, an innovation, the innovation-led revelation was simply this. Being too innovation-led can radically dilute your effectiveness, <clears throat> your unfair advantage in business. Being too opportunity-led, here's what I say. Here's what I I, I, want, I, want, I want you to get this. This is so important. This is a huge lesson I learned about opportunity-led. Your greatest opportunities could actually be behind those closed doors. What looks like a closed door to you could actually be the opportunity God wants you in faith to go and knock down. 
That door may be locked with chains, and, but you've been given the keys to the kingdom. The keys to the kingdom, the unfair advantage of Holy Spirit living inside you and being manifested through the marketplace, that unlocks those keys. That breaks those chains. Now, that's the spiritual side of it, but on the realistic side of it, those places that seem the hardest for you to get to may be exactly where the Lord wants you to go. It may not look like an opportunity at all, but if there's something down, if Holy Spirit is in you saying, keep going after it, that's your door, that's your mountain that I want you to climb. I don't want you to set that to a side. I don't want you to, to, to put it's too big, it's too much. Well, let me give you some examples of some what looked like too big, too much. There was no opportunity that these were closed doors. Matthew 21. I'm excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. It's Exodus 21. I said Matthew, but it's Exodus 21, the parting of the Red Sea. The parting of the Red Sea. Exodus 21. That was a closed door. There was no way the Pharaoh's army was right behind them. The, they would drown if they walked into that raging sea. And yet God said, no, your opportunity was behind what looked like a closed door. Let my supernatural favor bring you to the land of where I want you to go, the land of milk and honey. Joshua 6 was another closed door. As soon as they walked across the sea, I walked across the river. The first thing that Joshua and his army and Caleb saw was the walls of Jericho. There was no human way possible for them to walk through those massive high walls around the entire city of Jericho. But God had a way. That closed door was really exactly what God wanted to show them was an opportunity that came from heaven. And as we go forward, um, we're going to soon and very soon, after we get to chapter 1 in the book, of all the ways that we're misled, we're going to start going into questions and answers. We're going to start going into case studies and having interviews with men and women who have actually seen their greatest victories in what look like closed doors. Sometimes they're even called miracle properties by one of my friends who literally... Eight different miracles it took to get this one property. And by doing that, it transformed his life, transformed his business, transformed everything that he did through the power of Holy Spirit working through him. What literally was closed door after closed door after closed door. You're going to hear that story in just a few shows from now. Revelation 3.8. Revelation 3.8. I know your works. I know your works. The Lord says, see, I've set before you an open door that no one can shut. We come to that. We come that to that verse, and that's true. There are open doors that the Lord gives you that you cannot shut, but I'm exhorting you. If there's a closed door that keeps coming back, keeps coming back in your spirit, keep going after it because it may indeed be that that closed door may be the greatest opportunity in your business life. So, being too opportunity-led, taking every shiny thing. No, 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 no. We don't want to go there. I've done that. I've wasted so much time and money. I could tell you story and story and story. If it's an opportunity, I take it to the Lord, and I say, is this of you? And he will give me a confirmation. But your greatest opportunities might be behind a closed door. Just don't throw them aside. Keep them on your intercession list, your strategic intercession list. And you might be surprised when they might come back and actually open for you. So we've looked, uh, just to give you a snapshot, we can be too innovation-led. Really, we need to make sure we're not suppressing their creativity within us. Secondly, we've looked now at opportunity-led. 
Now, we don't want to be too opportunity-led because your greatest opportunities might be behind closed doors. Maybe that's exactly the mountain God wants you to go after. And the third one I want to mention to you today, which actually is number five on the list of nine, number five on the list of the nine ways you're misled, today is price-led. Price-led. I cannot tell you how many times I've seen this in business. It, it, Price-led is kind of a cousin to money-led. You know, money-led is making as much as I can. Price-led is being as cheap as I can. You can call this being cheap-led. Let me give you an example from a headquarters of a Fortune 500 company that I worked with. I was a corporate manager in this Fortune 500 firm, actually a Fortune 250 firm. We had 1,700 retail stores, um, <clears throat> 40,000 employees across many, many states. Um, I was not in the buying department. I was not in the acquisition department of, you know, going out and being a buyer, corporate buyer. But I trained a lot of those buyers in leadership and management and culture building principles. We're good friends with them. And this company, this uh, drug retailer, had an unwritten rule in their corporate office. All of the senior buyers that would go and they would negotiate $50 million deals in China for these products and $30 million there and $80 million there. They would go globally to stock the drug retail stores with stuff to sell, particularly around the holidays here in, in the United States. Their unwritten law was this, and it happened, that if they found out, even though we were only 1,700 stores, if the senior managers found out that Walmart got a better deal, that they bought something cheaper then we bought them, they were fired. How would you like to be 130th, 140th, 150th the size of a competitor that would have much more muscle, much more buying power, but your pressure was if they get it cheaper than you, then you're fired. That's being cheap-led. That's being price-led. I've lived it. I've seen it, and it happens, even in the Fortune 500 headquarters. I'm sure you're not surprised by that. As you know, cheapest is not always the best. I don't know about you, but I've bought cheap. I've bought cheap fans, cheap cars, cheap, 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 and most of the time they end up being the most expensive. Let me give you a very, very specific example of how this could really hurt you and your family and your business. I see this all the time, all the time. I hear of people, business people, people that have means, They'll say to me, Jim, man, you got to go over here. This gas station eight miles away has gas seven cents less a gallon than right here. You need to go over there because that, that's going to save you seven, maybe 10 cents a gallon. So you drive five, six, seven miles out of the way through 14, 15 stoplights and all kinds of traffic to save 10 cents a gallon. You might save two, two and a half bucks a tank of gas, three bucks. Let me ask you this. Do you think the enemy knows you? when you're price-led, when you're cheap-led? Do you think that he could? Now, think about this. If you're making an impact for the kingdom, do you think that he could arrange with all those he controls? And, you know, that's true. He still has rule over this first heaven unless we're spirit-led. Do you think he could create and get one of the people that follow him to run that red light? and slam into you? Do you think it could happen that he could create a scenario that trying to take you out because you're cheap-led? I know that sounds like a stretch, but I'm really challenging you on this very personal example. 
Why would you drive halfway across town for to save 10 cents a gallon when the enemy could set up an accident? And you know that he could. But that also plays into your business. You don't want to be the cheapest in town. In fact, I suggest that there are times when you need to overpay your suppliers. What? That you need to over, they do such a good job, even though they have you have contracted at a certain price. You don't need to be price led. If they have helped you do something incredibly good in your business, you should pay over their invoice. Imagine what statement that would make to them. You're paying me more for to install this door in your office and what we agree to? Yes, because you did such a great job. You're worthy of this. And the Lord said, Give this man, give, I just wanted to thank you on behalf of God for doing such a good job, whether they're a believer or not. Do you see how being opposite of price-led can actually be an advantage to you? Let me suggest this as a revelation for you to consider about being price-led. I want you to consider what it's like to be in the kingdom. You are a kingdom citizen. You are a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. You already in your spirit live in the third heaven. Here's the revelation, revelation of being too cheap, too price-led. There's nothing cheap about the kingdom of heaven. If you're running a business and all you're focused on is the money and being cheap and being price-led, price then you're really not being kingdom-led. You're not being Holy Spirit-led. You're not trusting Holy Spirit to provide for you what He said He would provide. Seek ye first the kingdom and righteousness, and all these other things will be added unto you. So I'm just encouraging you, don't be too price-led in your business, what you do, and how you go about your business. It could actually be not only a physical downfall, but also a business downfall. So these three are simply precautions for you today. These three that I've reviewed in terms of nine of the ways of how we can be so easily misled with good intentions, with great intentions. Let's be careful not to be too innovation-led because that could radically dilute your unfair advantage in business. Let's caution ourselves of being too opportunity-led without filtering it through the lens of Holy Spirit because your greatest opportunities could be behind a closed door. And finally, let's not be too price-led. Don't allow ourselves to go there because there's nothing cheap about the kingdom of God and God wants you to manifest His presence, His goodness, His richness through what you do and how you do it. So what can you do with today's teachings on these three ways we can be so easily misled? Well, number one, I'm going to challenge you to look back over 90 days. I've asked you before to start a journal, to start a business journal or a spiritual journal. And I'm going to ask you to reflect back over 90 days, the last 90 days, what you've done when you've seen yourself be too focused on innovation, the newest app, the greatest, up, the next upgrade, the this, the that, the other, that you lost sight, that you lost sight of potential creativity, of finding a whole new way to do business in a radically new way, of being too opportunity-led or being too cheap-led, being too price-led. Just go back and reflect and say, Lord, I, I, bring to my remembrance when I get in this situation again not to be too much 
of these. This is just a simple, oh my goodness, yeah, the price led me there. This looked like a great opportunity. These are just cautionary guardrails. That's all I'm providing for you today, just some guardrails, not to allow these to be your decision maker, besides allowing Holy Spirit to be your decision maker. See why we need to learn to avoid these before we learn how to be fully led? Because we could easily fall back into these if we don't recognize how these can mislead us. So, Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. You've probably got some questions that you're saying, Lord, Jim, you know, I got, I got some questions. I got some thoughts. I got some comments. I've got some testimonies. If you have that, please, please, please email those to me. They come directly to me at hello at drjimharris.com at hello at drjimharris.com. We're going to take an entire show and do nothing but answer your questions. Just send us your questions, your comments, and we're going to take an entire show over chapter one and just answer your questions so that I can respond to you in close to real time. And we, who knows, maybe we'll go live on this one day. Oh, and by the way, I've got, I've got a shout out I want to share right now um, for all of you. Um, I want to give a shout out to our producer of this show, J.D. J.D. Cobb is behind the scenes right now. He's recording all this. He's making, all, he's making this old man look good. He's making him look a lot better than he should. And J.D. has a fantastic, I mean truly, he does have an anointed business. JDCobbProductions.com. I encourage you to go to JDCobbProductions.com. Check him out for your videography needs. And also one of his unique specialties is, is really destination bridal videography. If you really are looking for someone, he has a team of people that he can rely on, but J.D. himself is truly, truly a phenomenal young man, and we're going to get him on. We're gonna, he doesn't like getting in front of the camera, but before too long, he's going to get on. He's shaking his head no. We're going to get him on the camera, because I know a lot of you much rather look at a young, handsome guy than this old bearded guy. So check out J.D. Cobb Productions. I want to give him a shout out, because he's doing all of this behind the scenes and doing a fantastic job. Now, Next time, next show, we're going to look at three more ways we can be so easily misled. And we're going to end today with what I typically like to do in these shows, just to give you this charge. And this is kind of my mantra for the entire Unfair Advantage show and the series and everything I do and in my coaching and my advising and my mentoring and how to be led by Holy Spirit in business. Here's how we'll end the show and how we end most of them. May you purpose in your heart to always and only be led by Holy Spirit. Thank you for being with us today. I hope this has been helpful. Come with us next time. We've got three more on the next show that we're going to review, and you'll get that next week. Thanks so much. We'll see you then. <music>